Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the ABJ Podcast, episode 28 on a Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so I do work with guests. I, I normally do the Tuesdays and Thursdays things, but if you really want to be part of the podcast, uh, reach out to me. Links are below. Uh, I, I will I will work as best I can with guests. So uh, this is a surprise one on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not sure who you're rooting for. My team's not in it, so I don't really care. But I guess because I live in Pennsylvania and I have a lot of great friends and family who are supporting the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I guess I'll say go birds today. I don't know. I'm just, I just, I just want to see the cool movie trailers and uh, the super ho- halftime show. Uh, just quick news. Last night, night of steel went amazing. Tons of money raised for Adina and Mike. Anyone who was able to support or come out to that. Thank you so much. Um, if you weren't able to do or come out and support um, their links are still below. So you can support them via um, uh donations or buy merchandise or just comment on one of their social media posts and say, Hey, you know, thinking about you guys, just keep them in your thoughts. Uh, the recoveries for both of them are going better than expected. Uh, they're doing really, really well. Adina's kind of said on commentary last night, she's, she's shooting for a couple more months and Philly Mike's hopefully by the end of the year, we'll see how it plans out. Um, also shows you can check me out this month. Um, Anarchy rules, IWA, uh, that'll be this weekend coming up. This show is unfortunately sold out. So if you haven't got your tickets, can't get you in. But uh, always follow them on social media because their shows go quick, as well as a few weeks from then uh, after that, the 25th for SSW Zero Gravity. Uh, so check that out. And then in March, we have Uncle Massey's 40th Birthday Bonanza and High Tension Wrestling's uh, Spring Break 93. Uh, that's going to be a great, another great event that we'll talk about as the they get closer. But uh, also uh, support my guest. Her, her links are below, as well as anywhere you can find ABJ merchandise, all that fun stuff. Uh, I don't want to keep it going too long because everybody wants to watch the game and all the stuff that's going on and people are traveling. So we'll get this one started right away. So without further ado, let's bring in my guest, Angel Metro. What's going on? Hello. <laughs> Thanks for How having been? me. How you been? I've been Thank good. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. We tried to work out the date and you're like, hey, man, I'm I'm everywhere always. Uh, you are <laughs> you are grinding. Your, your work ethic is unbelievable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, how long have you been in the, like actually wrestling or in the business? Mm, I started training about a year ago and I graduated last October. So I've only been out doing shows, running as a graduate for about four months or is that right? And four you months? are traveling yeah. everywhere. You, you are putting <laughs> in the work. I will say, I didn't realize how short, I know you said you, I, I kind of knew the answer to that when we taught, when we, when you worked at SSW, but you don't look like someone who's been training only for a year or since October and out there doing your thing. You and Riley put on a great match. Um, you took probably one of the best super kicks I've ever seen from Philly Mike. It looked amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah. But you are, you are killing it. Like your work speaks for itself. Um, I'm very proud of you. Like you said, you just, you just traveled to Indiana and you're, I mean, you're always on planes and in a short amount of time, you're just grinding. And that's the way you get yourself seen is just going out there and put yourself out there to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It's been fun. Yeah. So where did you train out of? Um, I am a graduate from BWC, uh, which is Boogie's Wrestling Camp out of Shawsville, Virginia. And that is Jimmy Valiant's uh, wrestling school. Um, we actually just celebrated the 30th anniversary for the school, uh, which is pretty cool. And yeah, so that's where I'm trained out of. So- good old Southern wrestling under Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> 
Nice. Now, is that the only school or the only place you've ever kind of worked out of? I know some wrestlers go try different schools and, and have different experiences or work seminars in other places. Has that been the only place you've been uh, training and working out of? Right. Yeah. Well, since I just graduated in October, um, you know, I've only had a few months to be out and doing shows and I've been trying to fit my training with my school in between those times. So I haven't had mm -hmm. a ton of time. Um, but um, actually, Ricky Shane Page just announced that he's starting up a new promotion that is kind of like a his own little version of NXT almost. Um, so it's like a development promotion as well. So I thought that would be really fun. So I think I'm going to try to jump in on that. And I think he's running that um, out of uh, Ohio or, you know, one of the surrounding cities around Cleveland. So I think that'll be cool. I've definitely been trying to uh, expand a little bit and go to other schools and see what's up. Um, yeah. I, I've just had so many shows that like just getting my own school in and keeping it consistent, you know, that's my priority. Well, it actually, it's probably good too. Like it, it all really depends on the angle you take and the attitude you have going into it. So you can go and work maybe a couple months since you graduated, see where maybe, Hey, I need to work on this and improve on this because you have the on the job training right now. You know what I mean? Like you go work mm -hmm. with all these different names and all these amazing, talented people from all over the country. And you're not really in that bubble. Like most people that come out of a graduating class, they work a 50 mile radius of their house for years some people never leave that bubble and yeah, you're already miler. in a short amount of time <laughs> you're traveling all over the country which is going to be amazing for your growth and your development yeah i've been really fortunate that way you know i've been mm -hmm. given a lot of opportunities quickly and uh I, yeah i'm just grateful i just tried to never take that for granted and uh it's been fun being able to go out and see different uh scenes in different states and see how they do things yeah. So how did you, how did this wrestling bug bite you? How did you get in this insane professional wrestling business? Well, obviously like I think pretty much everyone starts off as a fan. <laughs> so being a fan of wrestling, um, my former partner, um, Marcus Crane was a wrestler for 16 years and, um, he passed away December of 2021. And at the time he had been recovering for, quite a bit of time from an injury. And so we were getting him uh, conditioned to be back in the ring and, you know, getting things back up to speed. And so um, there was just a lot of things left undone that he wanted to do. And, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I made a promise that he'd be able to do that, that we'd figure it, figure it out and make it work. And because he had passed away, I, it was just one of those moments where I was like, you know, the best, the next best thing that I can do is do as best as I can and uh, try it, just try to get in there and just keep his memory alive and um, yeah, knock off some of the things on his to-do list. And on a personal level, it was kind of a lifesaver, like going through such a traumatic time and having to deal with that and losing, you know, your partner, your best friend, like all of these things. And um, yeah, wrestling really was just a lifesaver for me. It, it helped me smile again when I hadn't smiled in months since he had yeah. passed away. So that definitely not easy. Well, you're kind of like um like a Charlotte moment, you know what I mean? You're kind of picking up a torch and a legacy for someone else and then finding your your own niche in this business, which is super yeah. commendable and it's it's awesome that you're you're finding passion in somebody else's you know, you're kind of living out someone else's dream, which is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I never That's try it. to um, 
approach things as a replacement or an imitation for Marcus because there's just no way anyone in the world could do that. You know, he was a one of a kind person and a one of a kind wrestler, but I definitely do things in a way to honor him and to keep that memory going, to keep the Marcus, Marcus Crane chants going. <laughs> and, uh -huh. uh, you know, the clothing company Dream Eater, I've kept that going. And um, yeah, I mean, my only two goals when I started this was to make him proud and to make myself proud. And so far I've been able to do that. So that's all I want. <laughs> and you've only, you've been only doing it a short time. And like I said, you're, you're the, the sky's the limit. Like I said, a lot of people, a lot of high praise coming out of people out of the camps of promotions you work at and people you've worked with and just the environment you bring to locker rooms. Uh, you, you are, you are an absolute bright spot on that short star locker room. Uh, that's already an environment in a short time. That promotion has, uh, has built a really, really good locker room. And, um, if someone, when people come in and just add to that, it's, it's just, it's nice. It's really nice to be a part of that with other people. Like that locker at one point in time, that room that you guys were in, that was mm -hmm. the other room. It was, it was crazy. So watching that promotion develop and, uh, and having people like yourself and come in and just only add to the experience was, was awesome. Uh, Peter DeLong, my commentary partner there says huge potential doing things the right way, big fan. And then RIP, uh, the devil's bid red dick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. <laughs> um yeah so what are some some you know you said you want to take on that torch and do things what are some goals that he set that unfortunately he wasn't able to do that you want to strive to achieve um well there were a few things um and i just keep those personal okay um because marcus was never one of those people that was like you know, oh, I want this and this prestige and that and da 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 da. He only, and it's the same way I am as a person. He only did things that had a sentimental or personal meaning to him. He did have certain mm -hmm. things that were big accomplishments, like um, wrestling in Japan was a big one. Wrestling Danny Havoc was another big one. Um, things like that. But it's not like I'm gonna collect this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? So yeah. I keep I keep it more on a personal level, and not because I'm like, oh, this is just to myself and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It's more so because I've approached wrestling as there's a lot of talk in wrestling and there's a lot of things people will say that they're going to do. And I like to talk less and show more. So the things that I accomplish, I like to do them. And then that's all the proof that you need. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's, that's a great attitude to have. Uh, that like how they say talk is cheap or, or don't tell people your plan until it's already done type deal. Yeah. I like to surprise people once in a while. Yeah. Now you said there's, there's a clothing line. Uh, can we talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Actually dream eater. I, I'm looking the, the, the shoulder. I thought for, it looks like, um, like Hydra from, from <laughs> yeah, Marvel. it is. It's Hydra yeah. with, um, like a gas mask. That's awesome. Mm -hmm, so how did this clothing line how did this clothing line start and what is the 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 idea behind the clothing line yeah well dream eater marcus started it a long time ago um i want to say 2013 and dream eater is actually um for those that like pokemon he is a big pokemon fan so that's actually from the ghost pokemon but um mm -hmm. it's it was just his creative outlet um it's got a, a lot of um 
well, some of the first shirts were in fact Pokemon, but it's just got a lot of um, creative artwork. He focused a lot on cryptids and monsters, um, depictions of himself as well, wrestling. Um, yeah, and so he, he had that as like his merch thing for a few years. And then um, when he had his injury, uh, we really started putting a lot of effort and energy into it, really getting the website built out and like nice and running and efficient and um, expanding the merch available. Um, like you can actually get like custom jerseys and things like that. And there's housewares and like all kinds of like stuff now. So, um, you know, his ultimate goal was to be able to have that provide all of his income and then he could just do, he'd have the freedom just to be able to do whatever he wanted, you know, just yeah. always be on the road or, you know, go travel here at the drop of a hat or whatever. So um, because of that and because when he passed, so many fans were like, uh, like, where do we get Marcus Crane merch? Like, what are, you know, they wanted something to remember him by. And um, there was a couple of like those cheap, like, bootlegging sites that started bootlegging his stuff so mm. I decided to um, keep the website going keep the merch line going get copyrights so that I could tell the bootleggers look I'm gonna have to take legal action if you don't knock it off not only is it messed up but like you know legally trying to, trying to cash in right on tragedy is never a good thing yeah definitely not um, yeah and so with that you know, Marcus was always a very giving person. He loved the deathmatch community so much. You know, it was like his second family. And anytime one of his friends got injured, he would try to do something for them, make a shirt design that, you know, he could sell and raise money. And so basically um, what I've done is um, kind of just kept Dream Eater in that vein solely, like to help workers to help wrestlers when things like that come up, whether it's an injury or personal emergency. Um, like uh, Hoodfoot had been injured earlier this year, the light tubes. So um, we had raised some money from for that for him. And um, we did a collaboration effort on that. And uh, Greg Iron, when his father was dealing with cancer, we also we did a special limited edition Marcus Crane Dream Eater shirt and uh, raise money for that. And we've raised money for several charities and yeah, just keeping the good going. You know, Marcus really loved doing that for people. And there's a lot of causes as well that he cared about. So being able to keep that going was important to me. That's awesome. I, I'm I, I, as soon as we finish this interview, I'm going to be on the website looking because you've already <laughs> sold me with pop culture references of Hydra and Dream. As soon as you said Dreamer, I was like, that's like that's a because my favorite growing, yeah. I, I I loved uh, the the ghost form. So uh, Gengar is my favorite. But oh uh, yeah, that was his favorite hours. too. <laughs> oh, yeah, like he loved Gengar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, so it kind of looks like like heavy metal pop culture and a little bit of like the black craft almost like that vibe like the horror you know what i mean yeah definitely you know he was... right up right what's just popular now it's right up everyone's alley so it's it's awesome and 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 i believe i have it linked to your social media as well as your website and i believe they can get to everything from there as well yeah as far as dream eater Perfect. goes um you can just go to dream dash eater dot shop and that'll bring up the website 
Perfect, perfect. Yeah, and how, how you're saying you raise money and funds for people, that's that literally we just did that last night for two injured wrestlers. Uh, you said Philly Mike was wrestling for almost probably three or four years, just like, ah, just a bothering knee injury. And then he's like, I don't know, go checked out. And they're like, uh, you don't have a knee. It's gone. Everything's destroyed. And he's like, well, there goes a year of my career when I'm working really hard. But right. people don't realize, right. like, when, a, when an independent wrestler goes out there, they're not making crazy money. It's not something they can live mm -hmm. off of right away. And And when they get injured – they, it affects their indie work and it also affects their shoot jobs, you know? So the Absolutely. fact that people are really starting to have the understanding of the indie scene because it is getting so much bigger than it's ever been right than right now. Um, mm -hmm. And people are supporting others. That's, it's a beautiful thing to hear. So that's awesome. Everything about this dream eater brand is, is right up my alley. I, I love everything you guys are doing with that and keep, and thank you for keeping that alive. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, um, you had some matches recently. Uh, you just said you worked mm -hmm. Indiana. So in your short amount of time, what are some highlights and some moments that you've had working that, uh, that are standouts for you? Um, well, every time I work in a new state, that's always fun. You know, it's nice to be able to go to different scenes. Um, yeah, last week, I, or not even last week, uh, Friday, <laughs> I worked uh, Shane Mercer's promotion, XCF. And he runs that um, out of Indiana. And that was great. That was a three-way between me and Thunder Kitty and Billy Starks. And um, that was fun. I guess some of the highlights for me would be when I get to work. I finally get to work my friends and acquaintances from wrestling before I started training. Like, mm -hmm. that's kind of nice because I know them. And we have this relationship. But now I'm, like, on the other side of the fence, right? I'm not the wrestling spouse running merch and like doing that kind of thing. I'm now like a worker. So it's a kind of fun transition. Um, yeah. New Jersey of course was fun. That was a great um, show to be able to work. And I'm a fan of, you know, little kid fans. I'm a fan of little kid fans. So <laughs> and they were a blast that night. <laughs> they were so much fun, like being able to, uh, work for kids they just love it and they you look like a superhero to them and having the guys run back into the locker room and being like these kids just chased me <laughs> yeah yo um so i don't know if you know this story but when so in the spot uh mike super kicks you at the end of the match and and kind of yeah. costs so yeah. it, it kind of leaves it open for you and riley because you've never really had closure because mike interfered because you were about to win right. uh so Mike said he went to the bathroom and there was a bunch of kids like in that room and they're like, so you like hitting girls, man, huh? And they like surrounded them. Like they, they, they were going to jump. Them. Well, good. They like... should have. <laughs> yeah. Those kids were chucking stuff in the ring. Like the wrestlers did the spot. Someone opened the floodgate and let did the spot where you open their chest and let someone slap them. So oh, anytime a wrestler yeah. came close, these kids were swinging on them. I heard <laughs> like, about that. Yeah, yeah actually. Pulling I was... people's hair. I was signing some like uh, stuff for the kids like after the show and one of the little kids came up to me and he was like, you know, that guy should go to jail for kicking you in the face. I was like, he should, huh? <laughs> yeah, they, they surrounded him. They were going to they were going to take it out. They're going to beat up Philly Mike that night. That was funny. He was like, Yo, they, they, were, they, they closed in on me. I thought I was going to have to fight a little bunch of little kids. <laughs> Yeah, the kids. But are yeah, great. that was a that was a very very fun crowd. I I we left there. We're like, yo, that was insane. Like the wrestlers coming to the back, and they're like, yo, they like that kid punched me in the gut like hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so those those shows are good. 
Yeah, they're they're always a highlight. Um, you know, anytime I have a I make a new fan that way or a fan tells me how much what I do impacts them, that that means a lot, you know. Um Mm-hmm. being able to I don't want to say be a role model but doing things that people that identify with me didn't think was possible especially teenage girls you know when I go mm-hmm. in there and if I have a you know match or especially intergender matches and they're like I didn't know like that was possible like you whooped his butt and I'm like yeah, yeah. like you know it's it's really nice to do that and then of course my uh, championship match when I picked up the BWC cruiserweight title. That was, of course, a very, that was a highlight. <laughs> that was meant a lot to me. So, um, yeah, those are some of the highlights so far. Now, now, growing up as a fan, who were some of the wrestlers growing up that you watched that you're like, oh, this is, this is who I, you now kind of emu- emulate or try to feed off of in your style? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in the Attitude Era, so late 90s, early 2000s was like my heyday. Um, I didn't watch a lot of women's wrestling, and so most of my wrestling came from the guys other than like China, of course, who who didn't love her as a like little girl, like watching Attitude Era wrestling. She was always yeah. the best. Um China's run with Eddie is still hands down. Yeah, Mama Sita. Like that's when, what I was gonna say. When China got away from DX and she became Mama Sita was my hands down my favorite. Yeah, it was amazing. So yeah, Eddie Guerrero is another one that I really like. Um, as far as my personal wrestling style, um, watching smaller people like Tajiri was one of my favorite um, as Plus a kid. Case, my favorite. Yeah. Well, the first time I saw him do Green Mist, like I had never seen that happen before because I hadn't been exposed to Japanese wrestling really yet. And so the first time that happened, it blew my mind. I was like, what is this? He just spit poison in his face. And he's so agile. (laughs) And just, I mean, it's, he's amazing. You know, you watch him go up against some of the bigger guys and it's just phenomenal what he can do. So he's another one. Um, yeah, I'd say pretty much any of the Attitude Era, like, superstars, of course, like, Undertaker and Kane and all of that had an influence on me as well. Being a goth kid, mankind, like, yeah, you know, anything where there's dark and fog and fire. The brood. And, yeah, the brood is cool. <laughs> like, any of that stuff. So, I like, I mean, I, as a wrestler now, especially, too, I can watch almost any kind of wrestling but my heart lies in the spooky stuff i love the like yeah. edgy spooky and i mean I, it makes sense because i'm a big hardcore deathmatch fan so i love the spooky stuff but i cannot get into this bray wyatt that's happening now oh yeah i can't because there's no and it's 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 like watching lost like so like you you dedicated so much time into loss and then every episode is just more questions and no answers Right. And then you finally get to the end and they never answer anything. And that's essentially Bray Wyatt to me. It's like, we didn't, we never got any answers or payoffs with the fiend or any of those other characters. I'm not getting my hopes up again. You got me twice. I'm not, you're not getting me a third time, Bray. but he's a good person. Like his creative mind is cool and he brings it harder in and everything visually looks cool with the story aspect. I just can't, I can't get into Fair enough. Uh, we have our we have our first question here. Uh, okay. Sean Woodward says, "Love the show. What are some promotions you worked? Uh, you love the atmosphere at anyone and anyone you want to wrestle." It's a great question. Okay, that was coming yeah. soon. Um. Well, yeah, I had a great time at SSW. I thought that was a really fun show. Um. Everyone was super professional, and I like that. Um. 
XCF. I just worked that promotion again, Shane Mercer's promotion. That was awesome. Very cool, positive environment. Shane works incredibly hard and it's actually really neat because a lot of the kids that he's training, he integrates into the matches as well so they can get their experience in and work with more experienced people. And um, he puts on a really nice positive environment and it's always a plus when you have that. Um, no Peace Underground was also another oh. like... <laughs> last year. I never watched that ever. And I became obsessed with Effie. Like I yeah, love watching Effie's Effie. Great. And Effie, Effie versus is it? If I say it wrong, I'm sorry. Don't beat me up because he's really intimidating. Paro. Yeah. Okay. And and, and I, they just wrestled on a stage in a bar, and it was like mm -hmm. it was like a it was like a last man standing, but you had to stand like you had to sit on a throne. So you had to sit on the throne for a certain amount of time, and it was Effie and this just it looks Paro looks like Burt Kreischer, the comedian, but just jacked monster yeah, version. Yeah, totally. I can <laughs> like see a, that. <laughs> he yeah. does. And I was and at that whole promotion I was watching, I was like, like it, the storytelling was more there as well as the deathmatch style. Like they were telling story as the match was going. That was probably the first promotion I watched where I, I really, really had more of an appreciation for death, deathmatch wrestling because of that promotion. Dude, I went out and bought yeah. the t-shirt with the, the pentagram with the rainbow flag. And it was mm -hmm. like, it was like, I think like, I, I forget what it all said, but it was such a, it was a very LGBT, it was an LGBT pro show but deathmatch wrestling but not in a ring on a stage mm -hmm. and i was like this is so cool like i don't know i, yeah, I, I can't loved remember it. with that shirt if that was the time that effie because he had the gay tannic panic at one point yeah. and i don't remember if they used that for the no p shirt which is hilarious like i love that i think phrase. it said like like but something we're here for sin or something i forget probably what it was had like effie yeah has it like was the great best merch always associated with him but yeah no peace underground uh just had their first show um january 28th their comeback show and uh they've always like historically just been a killer promotion and they're hitting things full steam um and that was a really fun promotion to work for as well yeah that show too uh, uh i forget who was wrestling the card but um they're they're big i'm so i'm still learning a lot like, like i said i was in that 40 mile bubble and now i'm starting and i'm still new yeah, so i'm yeah. still growing out but uh shotzi was there shotzi blackheart because she uh -huh. was friends with the one wrestler working i just forget who it was now um but it, like i said all on iwtv so if you're not subscribed to that channel that that promotion you're insane because all this amazing wrestling is all over it and you can watch yeah and now no no peace underground uh the show that we had like on the 28th that's on fight so you can watch that oh, really? fight. Mm -hmm. And it's probably part of the fight plus two, which is also an amazing deal. Yeah. You get all GCW plus all these other indie promotions. So it's like indie, indie wrestling's growing so much. It's so exciting. Paro <laughs> uh, and Shane Mercer. So scary. I agree. Yeah. They're very, very I scary mean, guys. <laughs> if you're on the wrong end, yeah. For That's sure. Why I but... stay on commentary. Commentary is where I stay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another one here, Angel Retro, what's your dream opponent and tag partner if you had to pick one? Keep up the good work from the Anthony Graves podcast. Oh, awesome. Dream opponent. You know, I get asked this a lot and it's always so hard for me to pick someone. Um, I think if I was going to pick like all time, like theoretically, like anyone from any point in time, um, I usually go with Eddie Guerrero just because you're not just going to learn in ring, but you're going to learn all aspects of the business. Like he just 
oozed everything that you should be as a wrestler. Um, So that's one. I'd also really like to, like, historically speaking, I'd love to hang out and, like, wrestle around with Sputnik Monroe. Like, he's a personal favorite of mine. He's, like, older school. Like, older school. (laughs) We did a whole episode on him on my old podcast, Tornado Tag. So just a quick little hit. Sputnik Monroe was essentially a white dude back in the day who was in the culture and was for people of color and literally got so popular and so big and used his privilege to say, I'm not wrestling here unless you break the barriers of people of color sitting in the crowd. Like I want, I want, I want black, I want black wrestlers to be worked here. I want black actors to be treated like they're athletes here. And I don't want a barrier between white fans and black fans. And he changed the game. Yeah. He helped desegregate wrestling in the South for sure. So awesome, dude. Great call. And a total badass too. Like he just like look like everything I've read on him and like all of that. He just looks like someone that would be really fun to hang out with. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick. I I didn't know when we did the episode on him, I knew nothing about him. My buddy Brian taught me about, I'm like, this dude's the best. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. He's super cool. That's a great pick. It's interesting Um, how you said Eddie too. Uh, just talking to wrestling, like people who were in the business and you say like, Hey, you, like when, when two wrestlers go in the ring and the fans see what happens and transpires in the ring is, is a, is beautiful. But what you don't realize as a fan is when you're backstage behind the curtain and you see those talent work out the matches, you don't realize how much you guys feed off each other and learn and grow as talent, even before you just hit the ring that night and just feeding off each other. So like a great example is uh, Christina Marie, when she worked, uh, she worked two matches with Mercedes Martinez. She credits mm-hmm. her a lot of her careers, like being backstage with Mercedes and not just going over our match, but picking her brain and learning things about her in the business helped me as a professional. And that was just working two matches on a weekend where you have maybe a couple hours to work with each other. And those small seg- uh, segments are catastrophic for careers and positivity, just helping you get better. So it's, right. it's interesting how you said the Eddie thing is like not only just putting a match together, but learning from him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being a new wrestler, I definitely try to, when I have the ability to, to wrestle people that I can learn from. Because it's fun to do matches and it's fun to wrestle, but when you're new, being able to team up with someone or uh, have an opponent that has more experience than you is invaluable because you can learn so much in such a short period of time. Um, and as far as like people currently that I'd like to wrestle, um, Sue Young is awesome. I got to like hang out a little bit with her at no peace and she's great. And I love her gimmick and everything she does. Like that would be really cool. Um, kid bandit, who's also a newish wrestler that has gotten, uh, very popular. She's awesome and just really fun and, I feel like I mean we just hang out and do nerd stuff. So like I'd really like kid, to wrestle kid her. Got announced for uh, Rainia Weekend is going to be on Effie's Gay Brunch, yeah. and I think that's going to be a huge launching point for her. Is that is that show? I think that like she's already climbing, and people are really starting to find. But I think Mania Weekend, GCW, when they put together those shows, that's their amazing show. Like Speedball, Speedball, I think worked yeah. every single show Mania Weekend last year. And he's now like the hottest thing going right now. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I, I get excited for that weekend, just in general, just to see people's launching points. Yeah, it's cool to see who comes out of it. And I mean, like, well, Speedball and Kid, they're both very talented. They're very, they mm-hmm. have a lot of agility and stuff. So, I mean, they definitely deserve all the praise they're getting and more. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Kid would be fun to wrestle. Um, 
My, uh, Maxi Impaler, too, would also be another really fun one. Uh, they, they're just, they're just great people. Um, and I think it would be a lot of fun to have someone very small like me wrestle someone very large like them. And they've been doing shows in Japan and stuff lately, too, as well. Where they've Killing been people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just it's like when Spike got thrown by Bam Bam. That's all I, like, that's all you see yeah. happen in Japan is right. Max is throwing people all over the place. Yeah. Very, so very, very nice person, too. Max is really nice. Yeah, they're a sweetheart for sure. They're one of my one of my faves in wrestling. But um, I've seen Max outside of the gimmick, and mm -hmm. then seen seen them in it, and I was just like, like the the black guys with the. I was like, I'm out of here. Well, and the cool thing about <laughs> when Max, they go full Max, it's yeah, yeah it's it's, an, it's, yeah. it's daunting. I I like, I mean, obviously Max's um, gear is amazing, but Max also like that work in the gear is them. Like they mm -hmm. put in all that work into their gear and being someone like from the punk scene that kind of did the same thing with my own gear. I really respect when people take the time, not everyone can do it. It's kind of a hard thing, but when people take the time to customize and really develop their own gear themselves, it's, it's cool. Cool little feature. So Yeah. I, I had the pleasure of working with them at uh, camp leapfrog. They, they did a match with Edith and they did a match with uh, big Calyx and they were both awesome. really good matches. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so who would you want to tag up with? If you had to say, uh, we're going to go arm shoulder to shoulder, we're going to fight the world together. Who, who are you taking with you? Man, I could take any one of the people I just said I'd face. <laughs> I'd probably take Max. I, but I'm yeah, I would, love, I would love to tag with Max. That would be so much fun. I Join the totally, wasteland. I'd just climb. Well, yeah, I actually am a wastelander. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Climbing up on their back, I, I I told them once actually that I was like, you can just eat me at people. You just use yeah. me as a projectile towards people. So that would be fun. I like that. Like I like Hulk and Wolverine eaten. when they would like in the cartoons. Yeah, exactly. Hulk and Wolverine totally. Just... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. Great names we're dropping here. And if you if if you're the names you're hearing right now, if you've never heard of them, uh, dive into the independent scene and go research them because you are you will not be uh, upset at all by the time you're putting into watching their work because they're they're so talented. That's my favorite po part about doing this podcast is talking independent wrestling with other independent wrestlers, but also like learning something new about a new promotion or a wrestler I didn't know about to go check out. So right. I appreciate the fun conversation so far. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um. How many states have you worked in so far? Um, you gotta get like a map and start coloring in where you've been. <laughs> yeah, uh, hold on. Ah, I just lost count again. Since October, by the way, she's counting. So that's amazing. Just saying. <laughs> I want to say it's around seven but it's kind of awesome. hard to think on the spot. I have like a little notebook where I write down every show that I've had. So if I had the notebook right here, I'd be able to tell you, but I think yeah. it's probably about seven. Do, do you have a venue or a, or a promotion that like is on your radar that you definitely want to, you would love to work at or like, like for me, I, if I, if I were able to call just even a match at the 2300 arena or at the Hammerstein or something like that would be sure. amazing. Do you have, do you have those bucket list venues or promotions? Um, I don't have like, like Hammerstein or anything like that for me personally, mm -hmm. but I would love to, I mean, at some point it's got to happen, but H2O up in New Jersey, it's meant 
Matt Tremont's promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his wife are good friends, and so I'd just like to finally get up there and wrestle instead of visit. Do it in the fall if I had a recommendation. In the, <laughs> in the summertime, that is the hottest building I've ever been in my life. But it, it is one that building has so much charm and charisma to it. And Matt is a giant uh, sweetheart. He's I love him to death. Yeah, yeah. So that would be cool. Um, honestly, I've just been kind of going with the flow with everything. Like my main focus was just improving, learning, and I didn't really care where I wrestled and for who, as long as I was having fun and like mm-hmm. the fans were in it. And I've just been really lucky, like what's been coming at me. So it's weird like you know people ask like what's your five-year plan what's your you know who are you gonna this this and this and i'm like i just want to be happy so like if it's fun i'm digging it like i'm with it what you've Um, done in such a short time seven states and all these promotions working every weekend like you probably have more ring time in right now since october and states and miles traveled than some people their entire career already so like your attitude and the way you're attacking it and the way you're going about it is you're you're doing it the right way. You're having fun. You're not burning yourself out. You're you're experiencing the business, and 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 I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's already like such incredibly hard work that for me personally, I think if I restrict myself with too many, like I got to do this by this and this by that by that by that, it would take the fun out of it for me too much. So. You know, I've got these things like maybe not a specific promotion, but like I'm from California originally. It's my home state. So I'd love to go wrestle there at some point. And I've been asked to like by fans and stuff. So it'd be cool to get over on the West Coast at some point. Um, yeah. How, how much does fan interaction help? Because another thing I'd like to fans to realize, how much does fan interaction help you get bookings other places if fans are tagging you on social media and tagging promotions? Because like I said, the independent scene has thousands and thousands and thousands of really, really, really talented people all over the yeah. country. And even in your 40-mile bubble, sometimes it's hard to stand out. So if a fan is like, hey, GCW, check out Angel Metro, and more people tweet that, that's that helps. That gets your, your, your name out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a promoter, so I can't tell you why they book me because that's up to them for each one, right? But mm-hmm. Social media is definitely a huge – I mean, honestly, the fans are the lifeblood for any wrestler because through their support, their social media, um, interactions, tagging new promotions that might not have been a, been aware of a wrestler before, coming out to the shows, of course, filling seats, um, merch, because so much of our income is dependent on merch sales. Um yeah, it's, it, it all plays into it. And I feel with things being digitized so much these days, it's maybe not a necessity to have a strong social media presence as a wrestler, but it definitely helps. So uh-huh. uh, the fans being, you know, interacting and being involved and stuff, I, the more your name is said, the more people hear about you. I mean, that's what it's about. So definitely a big help. Yeah. Uh, Kay with a great question here. Have you been clo- come closer or more friends with someone since wrestling you didn't know before or someone that seemed very different than you and you thought uh, and you thought about being on the other side? Uh, that's a great question. I had the advantage of being a wrestling spouse before I became a wrestler myself. So I kind of got a little bit more behind the scenes than maybe your average person would have. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some people that I've gotten closer to. There's only a few people that I told 
especially in the business that I was training when I started training to wrestle. And so those people I've kept close to me. And um, as far as people that, what was the exact phrasing? Different on the other side? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. I mean. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I suppose people can be different, but it depends on how you know them. And, you know, some people's gimmicks, um, it can be very different from who they are as a person. And sometimes that can be a good thing, honestly, especially if they're a heel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you were saying, Paro and uh, Mercer are, you know, intimidating, but like Mercer's like the nicest dude in the world, you know? <laughs> So, you know uh, who else is like that too that I was shocked with was Nick Gage. When I yeah. met Nick for the first time at a show, mm-hmm. uh, he came up to me at a, at a. I was I was I was shooting my shot for GCW. They were having the settlement series shows at, at H two O, and a few of my friends were like, "Hey, I don't have a ride. Can you drive me up? Because um, it's one of those shows where I can just show up, and if they like me, they can use me, and I'll have an opportunity to wrestle for GCW." Um, yeah. But but yeah, so I was like, oh, "I'll go." So I went up and like, "Hey." Just put it out there. I'm a commentary guy. If you need me, I'll, I'll I, I could jump in. I know a lot of people that are here tonight. Uh, unfortunately, didn't pan out, but I, I, I shot my shot, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm standing there in a in a Mick Foley shirt, and Mick Foley is like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I got it from Pro Wrestling Teams. Mm-hmm. And Nick Gage comes up and goes, "I like that fuck," and he's the full Nick. I like that fucking shirt. And by yeah. the end, he's like, "Give me yeah. a hug." And he's like, "You're a good fucking dude." I was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was like I was just like he came walking up. I was like, "Oh God." Oh God. Oh God. And then he started talking to me and I was like, what a sweetheart. Like what a nice guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, it, you, you meet people are just like, wow, what, I, I was a, that was a shock. Sometimes they say don't meet your heroes, but uh, I haven't had that moment yet in, in the business. Uh, yet. I get, I maybe once, but it's not even worth my time, but everybody else I met was absolute sweethearts. Right on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that it's different in wrestling than it would be in any other profession or entertainment business you know where someone's mm-hmm. quote-unquote famous or you know whatever like it's it's a diverse field and there's all types of personalities and things like that but um I don't know that there was anyone that I thought was really super different than what I expected before having more interactions with them I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head yeah uh, so I, I just have one final one and then we can, we can wrap up here. I don't want to keep you all day. Uh, but so, so the biggest, I think the biggest takeaway so far from the conversation, I definitely want to dive into a little more if, if you're willing to is yeah. how you said you had that experience of, of being a wrestler wife uh, for the most part and being backstage and doing that. How, what were some of the, like the advantages you had leading into it? And maybe some of the things that you didn't realize were as difficult transitioning from the spouse to then getting in the ring and training and then taking this road and journey on your own? Um, some of the advantages were, uh, well, one network, um, you know, a lot of my friends are wrestlers and were already. So, uh, that helped whenever I had, I mean, my trainers were amazing too, but if there was ever anything that I had questions about, um, I could always turn to, you know, my people and be able to ask them. Um, I also think another advantage was kind of being smartened up to the business in a way, whereas, um, yeah, it is. And, you know, 
generally speaking, like wrestling, you know, it's people want to see everyone succeed and do awesome and stuff like that. But every once in a while, you'll get someone that, you know, may have ulterior motives. So being able to recognize that off the bat kind of saves you a lot of headache, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, especially. You can easily get caught up in stuff you don't even realize you're getting caught up in. Right. And being a woman too, like you, you have to be careful. Like you definitely do just like you do in any entertainment. Like I did music before I wrestled and it's the same way there. Like there's going to be difficult people in any group, any scenario, any situation. So yeah, that definitely had its advantage being aware of that. Um, disadvantages. Not so much disadvantages, but things that maybe you didn't realize were as difficult as uh, leading into it as difficult um i guess i didn't realize that being in the ring would be the easiest part because it's the most physically difficult and mentally difficult as far as like processing and like understanding at a split second that is where I felt the most natural once things were already started. It's more so um, learning the, um, not the behind the scenes, but the business aspect of it. The business aspect is can be really hard. You have to navigate a lot of components. You have to be your own, you know, like your own personal assistant if you don't have a booker or manager and you got to make sure all your dates are lined up and your schedule's real tight and you know you have to um think about mileage and you know all of it just so many different aspects and then of course promoting yourself like we talked about earlier with social media like that takes up so much time it really does and, and then balance that with uh friends family relationships and all that other i don't have any things. of that <laughs> i don't do any of that anymore you're like yeah, oh you want to spend time with your with someone you care about over the weekend or go make movie plans to hang out with friends like not on a saturday or you know what i mean like those, those are gone yeah yeah pretty much everything like any extra time is dedicated to wrestling because there's so many different parts of it, whether it's, you know, designing something, you know, doing graphic design or, you know, trying to learn something new as far as like in-ring stuff or, you know, whatever, like emails that have been sitting that you have to get back to that you haven't had time to sit down. And I like to take the time to sit down when someone writes me, whether it's a promoter or a fan and like actually give it my attention and be able to read what they're saying. So, um, you know, I have to carve out time to be able to do that, though. You know, just glancing and replying, like, doesn't, it's not the same. So, yeah, it's it's very time consuming. That is yeah, a, that I, was a surprise. <laughs> I got to say, so far in just a 45, 47-minute conversation, Angel, uh, just one thing I'm going to really take away from this conversation personally is how, you, how you're, 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 like I said, since October. I, I, I actually start, so I was doing this for about four or five years and doing five podcasts at one time, weekly shows. It was a lot. And, 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 and I kind of condensed everything down to one show and started in October and been grinding at this show and this brand and this everything since October. And every single month I was like, I have to hit these goals. I have to do this. I have to do that. And just hearing saying, like you were saying, like 
I've, I've accomplished all the like seven states and seven and since this time and and just kind of letting it come naturally and just have fun doing it i'm definitely that's going to be a huge takeaway for me in this conversation Good. so i appreciate you for your time yeah, have fun um, i know it's hard but if you're yeah. having fun you can do anything so keep having fun Abs that's the whole absolutely point. <laughs> so i appreciate you for that and also just uh people if, if this conversation hasn't hasn't made you an angel fan after today you're absolutely insane uh just just like how you're taking up the mantle and you're, but not only are you doing it, but you're standing on your own feet, but you're keeping things alive that mean a lot to you and for other people and, and, and people in your circle is yeah. beautiful. And, and I'm rooting for you. And I think the sky's the limit, your work ethic, your mind, everything you got going on, your in ring already in such a short time is amazing. And, and your travel and just what you're putting into it is only going to get better. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. And anything in closing you want to put out there, where can people find you? Where can people support you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can find me on any of the socials at Angel Metro. Uh, my website is angel-metro.com. You can find my upcoming dates, my merch, um, pretty much anything revolving around me and wrestling you can find there. Uh, but other than that, yeah, just whatever your favorite social media platform is, type me in, find me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, I think we have one last, maybe I don't know if it's a statement or uh so far, oh. uh, every interview of yours I've seen, have become, I've been a fan of the person you interview, bring the best out of people. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And honestly, that's what I, I try to do. Like a good interview, man, just kind of breaks those barriers and, and, and exposes people to new people. Like I'm a, I grew up on Howard Stern and one of the biggest ones for me is I was like, I my, like I, I get sucked into like the pop coach. Like I'm not supposed to like this person. Cause they're not in the people, things I like. So I was like Miley Cyrus. I was like, I don't care about Miley Cyrus. She's a, a spoiled entitled brat who came off her dad's money. And then I listened to the interview with her on Howard Stern. I'm the biggest Miley Cyrus fan ever now. Like, I want to hang out with her. I want to party right. with her. I think she's awesome. I listen to her music now. Like, and that's what an interview should do. They should make you fall in love with the guests that they're interviewing. And uh, and thank you, Kai. I appreciate that. Because if I'm if I'm getting even a tenth of that, that means the world. But I'm, I'm also very fortunate to have an eye of people who I know are good-minded people. And that's the people I want to have conversations with. So, um, and, and having that conversation with you as SSW, you, like I said, you are a bright spot of the locker room and Thank I've learned you. more about you even now that I knew then uh, I didn't know about the other stuff. I'm going to be honest. Uh, so, so hearing that was very, very, um, was very powerful for me. And like I said, thank you for your time and uh, enjoy your, enjoy your day. I know you're very busy. You're, you're finally <laughs> not on the road and you're at your home. So enjoy yourself. Uh, people, please go buy merchandise, go support, uh, do all that great stuff. Go to Dream Eater, buy that stuff. That That's all really cool. And it, and it goes to help a lot of people. Trust me, after this weekend I had of doing a benefit show, you realize how much uh, you can help somebody that 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 is in this industry that it doesn't happen very often, you know? So um, once again, Angel, thank you so much for your time. And, and, uh, and anytime you want to come back, if you have any cool moments and you want to come talk and hang out again, the door is always open. Uh, so that's going to do it for the ABJ podcast episode 28 um, next week for Valentine's day. I'm with Alex Watt of high tension wrestling. I already got my chocolates ready. We, we, we have our dinner date ready. It's going to be fun. Uh, so don't definitely go check out him and high tension wrestling and all the cool stuff happening there and tons of great interviews coming up. Thank you all so much for the support and everything you guys have been doing. We'll see you guys next time. Here's some music by Billy Trey, the converse kid, and we're out of here.